everybody to the Collingwood Football Club at List Manager, the podcast. We've got a very exciting one this week, but before we do that, as always, we are going to go to one of our sponsors, and we've got an absolute cracker one this week, so buckle up, hold on to your hats, hold on to your socks, whatever else you got, hold on to your jock straps. I don't care what you hold on to, as long as you're holding on to something, because here we go. With all the trading starting to pick up now, it's hard to know if you're getting a good deal or you're getting trade raped. But worry no more because this week we have an exciting new product, the Trade Calculator. Simply type in the averages of each player traded out and subtract from the players being traded in. And voila, you've got an accurate reading of whether you're ahead or miles behind. Still not convinced? Still think it sounds like an ordinary calculator? Well, think again. The Trade Calculator comes with its very own rape button. Simply press this and it will automatically calculate if you're getting raped. Trade calculators, available at any list manager's office, except for Ned Guys, he had to leave his behind. Trade calculators, batteries not included. All right, guys, with uh, that out the way, it's now time to go to uh, one of our esteemed guests. I'm very excited to have him on the podcast. It's actually the first time he will have ever been on this podcast, uh, this year or last year. So I'm very excited to get to, to chat to the young man and see what goes on inside his head. So welcome, everybody. Brayden. Thanks, mate. Good to be here. Um, good to have some personality on the show for once, definitely. especially after last week's train wreck. Oh, definitely. I mean, it was obviously it was that bad that the, the Tiger King didn't even bother to do a podcast, didn't even bother to do a react, so that just shows a shade, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was pretty happy I didn't have to watch that this week, to be honest. <laughs> the week before was absolutely horrible. It was a different one. He went, he went down in the dumps very quickly. One loss, and he just threw the bay, threw the toys out with the bar, the, yeah, threw the toys out of the cot, and maybe with the bathwater. Yeah, I was, I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, so, so I talked to him about you had a, a pretty good win this week. Yeah, had a pretty decent score, and um, which is you know probably a long time coming considering you know you've look you work your you work your ass off after draft day to, to trade out a lot of your team, and well it hasn't worked out as well as you would have hoped to start with. It's definitely definitely looking uh, a bit better. So talk to us about that. What I can say is James, I'm back. I am back. It's been a trouble start to the year for me. Um, a lot of injuries, but. Cream always rises to the top, and that's what's happened here. Um, I should go on a run now, and I reckon I'll be back in the eight in a couple of weeks. So look out, everybody above me. There you go. He's talking a, a big talk now, and I like it. I like it a lot. So we'll, 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 while we're on that, we'll go to your team here. So we've got Braden Dobbsgod, 13-20, uh, defeated Keelan, Wild Turkey Rares. So let's pump yourself up. Tell me one thing you liked about yourself, and tell me one thing you didn't like about Keelan. Well, oh, that's a bully. Um, I knew he was going to be stays. Just these new rules are going to suit him every week. Um, and he's sort of easing himself back into it to start the, after an injury, but he's back now. And I reckon he'll average 120 from here. Um, already got a few people jumping up and down trying to get him, but going to need a pretty good deal there. Um, yeah, well, check. He was pretty disappointing, actually. I don't know. It looked like he was going okay, but there's a lot of bad players on that side. Like Morrison, I don't even know how he's on the list. Um, who else we got here? Sam Powell Pepper, Hamish Hartlett, Snelling, it's, 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 it's not good. No. Not good. Um, was very lucky. He had a very – Ben Cunnington, 145. That saved him, I reckon. Um, you get Dusty back this week, though, but, yeah, no. Nah. Not much of a challenge. No, definitely. Like, you picked an absolute ripper captain. I mean, for Morrison to score 90, you, you're, you're very happy with a, a 90 as a captain. So definitely good pat on the back yeah. there. And your boy, Connor Rosie, just you know, rose to the occasion for you this week as well. So that's definitely something I like there. I was finally back in the middle, so hopefully now you start churning out a few, a few more 90s. Well, that's it. Well, Rockliffe's out as well now, so definitely, definitely. Not that he was in the side, but you know, yeah. you don't have to worry about that. Pal Pepper probably goes in the forward line, so opens up the space for him. And yeah, you had a couple of good scores, like you said. Hooley, definitely very good. 
floor. My boy, I love him. Just uh, doing what he does most weeks. And Tim Kelly finally showed a bit of bit of a uh, bit of heart for you, for you with a, a big score. So probably the first he's one he's been, done. That's he's big. so disappointing, Tim Kelly. Sorry. Picked him quite. I think I picked him in a third pick, and he's just been absolute putrid. Gets thirty disposals, but scores eight, yeah. seventy. It's, he doesn't kick it. His handles it. Yeah, I think this, uh, if this is some um, things to come, like he's done, you'd be very happy with uh, with that turnout. Well, and I just noticed on your bench you've got Warble finally deciding to do something with a mirror out, hundred and ten. Yeah, that was actually when I got, when I hear someone offered me to him, I was like, yeah, he's a good player. Looked to his scores, and he was 50, 50, 50. He's playing a different role this year. He's doing a lot of tagging. My looks at it, um, but yeah, he got it. He got, with no Jagger, he got to run around a bit more and hundred and ten. Yeah, he was a nice little still no spot for him on the field, but. You can't you can't risk playing on the field, but look if he starts soaring better, eighties and above, like he's you know proved that he can do, you'd be very happy with how that trade ended up eventually to you. So, and we go to the so we go to the next game. We've got James Ravens Banquet eleven seventy five. Unfortunately defeated by Matt Potato in my ass twelve eighteen. So talk to me. What did you like about Matt, and what didn't you like about me? Uh, well, Josh Kelly finally played back in his right position, and then no surprise, turns out one hundred and thirty. Um, I think he'll average probably 100, 115 from here on in. Um, I mean, he's got some okay players here. Zach Merritt, always pretty good. Um, Aaron Hall, I'm gutted I traded him to Matt. Um, he's been really good. Probably seems to trade him as well. Yeah. <laughs> he just gets a lot of the footy. Um, he's been good. And, yeah, I mean, pretty low score from both from both teams, to be honest. Looking through there, not much else there. Ollie Wines, Callum Wood, 90, but, yeah, not a... Not a big score from Matt, but I think he's on top still, isn't he? So he's, he's going all right. Definitely top two. Yeah, he's doing well. Um, Ravens Banquet. Um, well, a nice score from Brandon Alice. He's had a good couple of weeks, hasn't he? He's had a very good couple of weeks, but he's no longer in my team. I, I uh, used that good uh, good high scoring and I fogged him off, so hopefully it helps. Who'd you trade him for? I uh, got rid of him and Powell for Ellis and Norton. So you can my forward line, because my forward line, rubbish. Um, Cam Guthrie, 132, not bad. Um, oh, you're pretty pretty unlucky here. Heaney, 19, that's most not good. Um, and, yeah, Fantasia, he's he's not really that good either, is he? Um, Brody Smith's been disappointing this year, to be honest. I I was trying to get him pretty hard off you early, but glad I dodged that bullet. Yeah, he's, he's doing a right, but not not great. He's yeah playing still at half back, but not getting as much as he probably should, which is a bit of a bummer. Um, yeah, lucky young, yeah, not great either. But yeah, not a great week from you, Jimmy, unfortunately. No, not great. Lucky we feel days back, that's good. Yeah, got him back, I got Marshall back, so hopefully a few guys now back played in a few weeks will be will be handy for me, but well, I've got to hope that Max Gorn doesn't pull out a 63 ever again because I just don't appreciate that from him at all. And, uh, oh, that was the other thing, yeah. That was, that was unheard of. I couldn't believe when I was watching that, seeing his score just wasn't going anywhere. I didn't watch the game, but I was like, how the hell can a bloke like him again not get 63? And I think even um, Goldstein then didn't score very well. So must have, the ball must have just been flipping between hands and not, no, not many stoppages, or the wind must have just been screwing them around because neither of them scored well. So. Well, Luke Jackson scored well, but yeah, not a, not a great day for Ruckman. No, don't appreciate it. Um, but yeah, looking at Matt, yeah, he's got a few, like you said, Kelly doing really well, Hall again, but then not really many other scores. My captain's score of Stevenson didn't, didn't work out amazingly, but you know, 80's not too bad, but... I just tried to be a bit a bit cheeky because of because of the old ex Collingwood factor, but I don't think it would help me either way whoever else I was going to pick anyway. Yeah. And next yeah, one we've got. And next one we've got Alex Netfits and Chill one thousand ninety four defeated by Ben Tiger King thirteen fourteen. So you know not a not a commanding win by Ben, but you know got the job done and scored well enough to 
get uh, get it done. So talk to me about Ben and what you liked about him. Uh, well, he's six and one. I think he's on top of the ladder doing um, well. Looking at his side here, yeah, he's, he's got a couple of good players. Zeebel's nice, nice little get there. Salem's had an unreal season. Um, Oliver, that's hundred every week. Mitchell, yeah, he's, he's got a pretty good side. Um, yeah, so always big, always big boys did well. Um, Stephen Martin's an issue in the ruck. Don't know what's going on there. Um, he's better than Jenkins. At least we can say that. That is true. That is very true. Um, we, yeah, no, he's pretty good, pretty good side, I reckon. There's a reason on top. Jane Short as well. Yep. Jack Billings, he's, yeah, definitely got a good side, I reckon. Probably the pick of the, pick of the bunch. Yeah, definitely got some good some good, good picks there. I, think, I don't know, yeah, Zebel, I don't know how he's doing what he's doing, but just running a half back. And then the, he got him so late, so he's just been a, a ripper for him as one of the number one forwards. So he'd be wrapped with that. And then, yeah, he's got a, a pretty decent midfield. and. Definitely some top-end talent at the defence, but guys like Houston and Gray probably need to lift, scoring 50s, and Seth Martin again, 50. You don't really want to yeah. be um, carrying those passengers, but he's picked up Dunkley, I've noticed, on the bench, so I'll we'll have to wait and see if he holds on to him for the full time because he's obviously top of the ladder. He's got a good spot and don't have to stress too much about all the extra wins, so he can afford to have someone sitting on his bench for 10 to 12 weeks, but we'll see how he uh, how he comes. Well, I offered, I offered Ben um, Riley O'Brien, and he's ended up, Using Steph Martin, so that's pretty putrid but anyway. All right, clearly doesn't think he needs a ruckman, so I'll have to wait and see if that bites him in the ass later. <laughs> and Alex's um, team, tell me what you didn't like. Didn't like about Alex's team. Does Alex even exist? I've, I've FaceTimed him once on uh, on Zoom, so I know he definitely is a person. If not, he's a very, very good. He's very good at CGI. Because he, he's always on the bottom. He never wins, and I never, I never see anything from him in the chat, or he never sends me trades. Never. Never bothers me about players. It's never heard of from him before. Yeah, no, look, I, I spoke to him last year after he, he didn't play well, asking him if he wanted to go around again, and he said he wanted to and he was keen to, to make amends and, you know, clearly hasn't has shown that he either he's just not, just not that good at Supercoach or he's just not interested in making amends because he still hasn't won a game. But I could be eating my own words. He's playing me this week and I'm not playing that crash shot, so I'll have to, I'll have to hold for a little bit before I unleash. Well, I don't even know where to start, to be honest, on this team. This team is not good at all. I mean, Pachaka's... A good pick, but he didn't have a good game. Um, Jack Bowers, 100. I wouldn't be relying on him every week. Um, and after that, it turns pretty ugly. you got Oscar Oscar Allen, Devin Smith's not having a good year. Jack Relock, it's a horrible pick. Um, Tread Cotchin's out for a month. Gordon, I think he's probably chasing a few points there. Pick gloves, yeah, so that's not a good side. There's yeah, definitely no surprises down the bottom. No, especially you got what, I think it was one, two, three, four, five, six or seven players scored under 60. Yeah, you can find it hard to to score a decent score, let alone win with six plus under sixty. So he's definitely he's got got to do something, but he doesn't like to. So he doesn't really have a whole lot of trade betters. That's the problem. He doesn't have any of those good stars that are just underperforming. He's probably only got the track, and that's pretty much all he's got really. And maybe Bowers, who he might better offload. But apart from those two, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be going anywhere near any of these other guys. No, definitely not. Um, maybe Hunter as well. But apart from that, like I said, apart from like Goldstein, he realistically you'd probably shop around Goldstein and get something out of him. Mm. I know uh, Bryce loved him last year, so he might better try and get something out of him. Pick five, wasn't it? Yeah, what a great pick five it was. <laughs> and we go to the next one, and we've got Brian Lickwine Maynard's 13-37, defeated Kane Angry Midgets 11-77. So talk to me about Mardo. What did you like about him? Uh, I like Shy Bottom, for starters. He's he's having a very good year. He's a good pick. I tried to get him, but I just lost out. Um, I mean, he's got some, he had some pretty good scores this week. Stephen May, 145. He's a good player. Um, Gaff, 123. Sheed, 106. McAvoy, 
I sort of like that. You can put him into the ruck or move him to defence. That's good flexibility. Uh, Tug Miller, yeah, he's, he's got a pretty good side as well, I reckon. I'm not too sure where he's on the ladder, but he's, he's travelling okay by the looks of it. Yeah, he's talking a little bit earlier. I think he's, he's sort of come good now that uh, a few of his guys are starting to play well. Well, his thing is, he had one of the top scores, 13-37, and that's with Wicks scoring 46 as a captain. So you give him a normal captain score, and he's probably getting close to a, a 1,500 there. So he's definitely got a, a very good very good score there with a lot of good scores, a lot of good hundreds. Yeah, and then he's even got some underperforming. Like Luke Parker didn't score great. Maynard, not great either. So get a little bit of improvement out of those guys, and he'll be fine. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I talked about Kane now. So look at his side, and what didn't you like about him? Yeah, that's... That's a little bit of a disaster looking at the side as well, to be honest. Um, what have we got here? Parrish is a good pick. Nat Nui is good, but you know, after that, side bottom, can't get near it. Penery, he's been okay. Memory, that's not good. I think Jyth, experiments run its course now. I don't think he'll average much more than 60 from here. Um, Marshall Burton, yeah. I mean, not probably not the greatest side, but I don't think that's reflected in the score as well, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. You've got those three guys under under 50, which is going to be very hard to win games. But then you have a look at his bench, and he's got Raoul, Neil, and Franklin all on the bench. So he's definitely copped some injuries in the last couple of weeks. So he'll be hoping at least one or two of those is back. They reckon Franklin's back. So we hope one or two of those blokes comes back soon because he definitely needs them. I put in off of Franklin, but I assume he's uh, rejected it because I'm not on my field at the moment. Yeah, no, I, think he, I think he likes him. I think, yeah, when he came in and scored pretty well a few weeks, he's like, I'm oh, happy, happy to hold on to him, but I'll have to wait and see if he can keep doing what he's doing. And we go to the next game. We've got Nick, eight balls, 12-80, defeated Brian. The wheels are off. Packy flies, 12-57. So we had a close one here, but now uh, he gets the points in the end, thanks to a Michael Walters special at the end. So your old boy, your boy we used to have before. But uh, talk to me about Wusty and what you liked about him. I think he's struggling this year, to be honest. Um, I was very envious of him last year, and even at the start of this year, he's, he, he's very good at getting deals done. But looking, he's made a lot of deals, like a lot of trades this year, and I don't think he seems that good anymore, to be honest. Um, looking through here, he's, he's fielding a lot of average players. David Swallow. Um, who else you got? Zach Bailey, Reese Matheson, Kyle Langford. Like, these, aren't, these aren't good players. No. Um, but, I mean, a win's a win. And, yeah, I mean, Brian, he's got a very good midfield. But apart from that, I reckon the wheels are sun forth, as you said before. Yeah, he's got, got some average scores. You've got Gunston, 22, who he brought back. Bruce, 66. Not good at all by those boys. And then even Lysat, 54 as a Ruckman. And Jones, there's not good scores at all by them. How is Lockie Jones in his side? I've got no idea. That is just that is just a horrible pick. Yeah, he's not good. Especially when you've got... Uh, I guess he's probably hoping that Bailey Williams or Dane Rampey comes back pretty soon, which I think Rampey's back. But he still, he should not be on. Should not be even on your bench. Leave those is just is shocking. Yeah, Dane Rampey's not going to solve any problems either. I had his side of the years. He's, he's playing a different role this year, more of a lockdown defender, not peeling off. So he's, he was only turning out low 70s most weeks. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's still got some good players here. Jared Lyons is having a good year. Um, Jack Steele, a little bit down, pretty good as well. Florence been really good. Tom Stewart, Dano. Still some good names in there, but I don't know. I think he made a couple of bad moves, Brian. Yeah, I think, yeah, like I said, he's got a very good midfield, but the, the rest around him falls, falls away pretty quick. But that's all right. You know, sometimes midfielders go big and, and score well. So. You just got to hope they keep doing that. And yeah, like you said, Wasi didn't have the some of the greatest scores, but Walter scored a right, and then really only Lloyd and, and Taranto only the one scoring hundreds. But apart from more, no one else scored under sixty-eight. So that's not a bad, not a bad average, but not what you want, not what you're going to get to win most games. So he's going to need to look to hope that some of those guys lift. Yeah, 
And we go to the next game. We've got uh, Steve Cozzy's Mozzies, 14-46. A very big score for this captain's round. But uh, defeated Scott Beautiful Trelaw, 11-81. So talk to me about Steve and what you liked about him. He's a surprise packet this year for me. I looked at his side at the start of the year and I was like, this this isn't a good team. Um, and then I played him a couple of weeks ago and was pretty much home and hosed. And then he's come back and beat me. And he's just his players are just turning out scores. Um, like Mumford picked up from the scrap heap and he's been really good. Keith, he was uh, just a nobody trade and he's now scoring hundreds quite frequently. Ed Langdon, like he would have he would have predicted that, not me. Yeah. Um, Sam Walsh has been awesome. Um, Brayshaw has been awesome. He's got some very good players here. And 106, 206 captain also helps as well. well. Especially from Scrimshaw, you wouldn't expect him to score that ever again. He would never, never turn up ever again. Um, Scott, yeah. Joel Salwood was good. Aaliyah's been really good trade for him. Um, Jack Darling, 123, but drops off very quickly after that. Yeah. Um, so Lockie Shoal, Hatley, not good. Um, Hawkins, not good. Lever, not good. Cripps is just, he's, he's cooked. Isn't he? Um, almost put a line through him. I don't even know what how Hughes is on the field, but anyway. Um, he's got a few injuries, though. Zach Williams and uh, Sloan going on the bench, so I think he'll be okay, but that's, yeah, that's not a good week for Scott at all. No, and uh, look, Steve put the, the big C on Ben Brown early. He was, he was obviously, he's a glutton for punishment because... Melbourne's doing too well because I like, can't have that. Someone, someone at Melbourne's got to sink it up, and well, he didn't score well, so he had that going. But yeah, a um, couple of the fifties and sixties from Scoot, too many of them for my liking. And like yeah, like you just touched on with with Steve, a lot of good scores, a lot of deep hundreds, one twenty six, one twenty three, one twenty, one thirty. You're going to win most games scoring with big deep scores like that, which you'd be very happy with. And yeah, Walsh is probably taking his game to a new level, especially with Cripps really sort of dropping off. And yeah, he's one of the top ten players I think this year, so. Walsh was a very, very good, very good pick, very inspired pick by him later in that year, later though. And now we go to the match of the round, which was touted last week on the pod. We've got Grant the Flying Camel, 1249, uh, defeating Lachlan the Big Fish, 1240. So a fair way away from those 1500s he was talking about last week. I've been waiting all week to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> all week. I don't, I don't even know where to begin, to be honest. Um, this is a guy who just. Does my head in every week talking about how good his Civico side is and how good his players are, and he, he he loves to give shit to other people about not trading fair and overrating players, and he's just he's just on the on the top shelf when it comes to that. Like Taylor Walker is just he's he's run his course. He knows it. Everyone knows it. He's going to average sixty from here, and he's putting out deals. Um, you know, Bashalhuli for Walker, and I'm just not having it. I'm sick of it. He's shit. Half of his team is just rubbish now. Like, look at this side. Jake Stringer, Blake Akers, Jeremy Cameron. How, how did he think he was going to score 1,500 with that side? I've got no idea. That side is just, it is just rubbish. Zach Tui, like, give me a spell. Yeah, no, Zach Tui was a, a pretty good captain choice by Grant as well, which I think he was pretty happy with. I was hoping that, this is before Boak was out, he was hoping that Boak was going to be playing. And then, obviously, by captaining Tui, he was on the bench, means one of his good players wasn't going to make it. Ends up not needing it, but... Yeah, like I said, like Lockie's just a, a few too many passengers, and yeah, Walker especially. He talked him up massively last week, saying how good he was, and then yeah, the fall from grace has has been hard and fast. Darcy Burn Jones, he talked up as well, fifty four, sorry fifty seven. Jeremy Cameron, who look could have sealed the game for both Lockie and Geelong if the mark had been paid. Who knows? It'll always go down as a what if, but unfortunately, you know, if some butts don't don't get your job done, and then. If you turn to Grant, like you know, Lockie picked Ballard, who scored a you know 
big 196 as a captain, so Dad would have been very happy with that one. But still a few average scores with Jeray. Uh, Neil Bullen is not good, so it looks like he's got a forward line is is rubbish at the moment. He needs to get something going. Especially when you've got Phillips and uh, that sort of stuff on the bench. He's got to make one of those decisions, smart decisions, and stop playing the bloke like Neil Bullen mm. and play Phillips. So we drafted early. Um, but a few good scores. Kerno again, McKay, Mundy, old balls that no one, no one wanted. That's just going to keep him now. He can't, he can't, he's just like, I can't justify getting rid of him because he's scoring hundreds every week. He goes, he's going to drop off eventually, but I just can't. He's scoring that well. I think, I'm pretty sure Grant offered uh, Monday to me for Lockie Weller, and I said no at the start of the year. Gee, <laughs> You'd be dirty uh, on that one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how Lachlan gets away with saying he's going to score 1,500 and end up losing to a guy scoring 1, 2, 4, 9. I know he's just criminal. And yeah, I'll be sure to keep reminding him. Definitely, I think there'll be a lot of people reminding him, especially after after what he talked last week. Mm. Absolutely. That's all the uh, the teams now. So now we're going to go to some of the questions from from some of the some of the other coaches. So let's go first from Marto. So first one he had was, "Who do you think will finish top of the ladder?" Well, I think I'm, a, I'm a, I think I'm a chance, um, especially with the run I'll get on now. I reckon I reckon I'll be top four in probably four weeks. Um, so I'd say it'd probably be between myself and I reckon Steve. To be honest, I just think I don't know something about his team. I just can't. I just can't get over it. It's just I think out of everyone's side, it's probably the most balanced. Um, him and probably the Tiger King, but um, yeah, I probably put my money on Steve. To be honest, very nice. Yeah, and I like that call. Something different. And if everybody had to have a spud player in their team, who would be yours? I can actually answer this pretty quickly because. I was looking at the North Melbourne game and I couldn't believe that um, Connor Menergy was still on our list. So I reckon if I had to pick anyone, I'd take Connor Menergy. Connor Menergy, I don't even know what he's scoring. Let's uh, let's have a quick look. Let's let's pause the questions for a second. Let's see how he goes. I think yeah. he was a sub, so I don't know if he came on. Even just the uh, the rest of the year, let's see uh, let's see what he's scoring because that is that is a spot if I've ever heard one. Connor Menergy, there, you go, thirty two this week. So he scored a, he, the week before that. He scored a ninety two. So get around that lad and round one sixty two. So not playing, not scoring well. So he scored a 92, did I hear that correctly? 92. Wow. Wow. That's a primo spot, that one. But yeah, 32 last week and 62, 60 in week one and hasn't played uh, any of the games apart from that. So yeah, it's definitely a, that's a spot. Not to pick him up for the free agents list. <laughs> he's playing Collingwood, so he's going to score well. <laughs> uh, next one is pick three. Would you have taken Gorn or Grundy with pick one? Gorn, 100%. Easy. Grundy, yeah. I'd gone last year and one bad week this week and you can pretty much guarantee one forty most weeks have gone. So yeah, you had gone you had gone last year and apart from when he got injured you were he was sitting pretty with him pretty much most weeks. So yeah. definitely happy. Although, you know, Gordon number one, Brody number um, Grundy number three, they're they're pretty close to those picks. So you'd be you'd be I wouldn't I wouldn't have I, I thought I was gonna get Grundy and I was happy with that, but I'm very happy I got Gorn, especially after some of the scores he's been pulling out. Yeah, absolutely. Next one is, if the J-Pod started with a jingle that included everybody in the league, would Blake get a mention before Matt? Absolutely. Without question. Well, Matt, Blake's won, a, Blake's won a final. Matt hasn't, so. Well, that's exactly right. And Matt's very good at um, offering you offering you cheeky deals. Like, he'll, he'll say, this is, this is really good. This is a really good deal for you. And you sort of break it down a little bit more with averages. And it's, it's, just, it's just horrible. Him and Scott are both very good at doing that. Yeah. No, very nice. There you go. A bit of insight into how Matt operates as well, which uh, which will be good for a few guys that don't really pay too much attention. So I like it. And is the J Pod a curse for making untrue statements, or did Lockie just get a lot of predictions wrong last week? Lockie just got a lot of predictions wrong. He does every week. 
He, for someone who's currently, I think he's four, he's three wins. He's, he's miles away from it, and he just won't stop talking. Yeah, well, it's two big 1500s, and he was up and about. So where he's talking about now? being a three-time champion. He's got to actually make finals before he starts talking about that. And I know if he's even going to get there. Yeah, well, he's uh, three wins. So, yeah, there's two 1500s have got him wins, and then there was one before that, but that's it. But I'm not one to talk. I've only won once, and I'm first at the bottom. So who knows? I could still be one win after this week. So it keep it pretty, keep it pretty, calm, pretty calm and collected for myself. It'll be coming for me. And now we've got some questions from Ben. Uh, first one is, where was last week's TK Reacts? And this is probably a question more for him than for you, but feel free to answer. I'll just say I'm extremely happy that I didn't have to watch it. Um, it's one of those things where I don't want to watch it, but I will watch it. And then I always question why I watched it afterwards. It's kind of like a car crash where you just can't look away. Exactly what it is. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> well, you, see how you have to look because you need to know how it ends, but you don't. But every time you're like, why am I doing this? And next one is, do you think there's a world where Jim's pod, TK Reacts and Marto Bet could all coexist in the same show for maximum entertainment? Well, why don't we just do Jim's pod and Marto Bet and just cut TK Reacts out? I'd be pretty happy about that. Works for me. And then it's pretty hard for him to react live on a podcast because the whole point of the react is so he can react to what I'm saying. And if he's jumping on at the same time, it's probably not going to work, but you never know. And he said, he had a little uh, disclaimer here, if yes, could we use Steve to do a pod after the show to calm everyone down from it and put them to sleep? I'm probably not the best one to answer this question. I'm a bit confused what he means, but... He's uh, implying that Steve is boring. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, he loves Melbourne, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Well, he, he could talk to us about Melbourne's very far side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. He, he could just talk about all the money he's lost betting on Melbourne this year and that it uh, put us all to sleep because it would be a long, winded conversation. <laughs> The only, the only problem with Steve doing a podcast is it would last one week and then he'd give up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so would Alex. <laughs> and the last one from Ben is, is there a bigger hypocrite than L Story who talks about how the TK is all about himself and attention-seeking, but then spends the entire pod reminding us about, his, about how he scored 1,500 two weeks in a row? I actually think that's a pretty good shout from Ben. Um, Lachlan is the biggest hypocrite I've ever met in my life. Um, but I don't know, what would you rather listen to? Ben, TK Reacts or Lockie talking about his 1500? Probably. probably I don't, if I'm going to have to go with it, it's TK Reacts because it only goes for about two minutes. Uh, that is true. That's probably Lockie all week. Yeah. He, he'll be pretty quiet this week though now. I mean, he's moved off from talking about his 1500 to talking about Taylor Walker, so. It's <laughs> bad, so. It's getting worse and worse for him. And next week we'll be talking about uh, someone else because Tex Walker will have another stinker. Who knows? <laughs> Now we've got some questions from Keelan. So first one is, I really enjoyed Ben's React video last week. Real consistent stuff, about as consistent as his 1500 scores. Oh yeah, you know my feelings on that. I was more than happy not to see that that post come up this week. Um, I feel like this is just all about Ben and Lachlan. Um, I quite like it. Yeah. The less TK reacts, I have to watch the better. Yes, this league, as the last couple of years, has become very Ben and Lachlan centric. I mean, last year it was all about Ben being a cop hater and all those sorts of things, and I just feel like it's 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 very yeah, Ben. It, you know, seems to be in the centre of a lot of controversy. Well, I, I feel like it was Ben and uh, Wasty last year, and then Lachlan just wanted to be included, so said some stupid things, and I feel like Wasty sort of come down this year, and Lachlan's just taking up a notch. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah, Lockie Lockie taking it up a notch. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> 
Next one is, why did Jeremy Cameron try cheating and claim a mark that clearly didn't go 15? Yeah, I agree 100%. He's a cheat. Um, that ball went about 10 metres. Right decision was made, if you ask me. And I think Rockland just got toughened up a little bit. A little bit of karma as well with uh, what happened against Brisbane. 100%. And, I mean, I don't, I don't think Jeremy Cameron would have kicked it anyway. So, Rockland's yeah. making excuses. Well, that's it. Who knows? He might have sprayed it completely. You never know what, he, what he's going to do. Maybe he kicked it and maybe he kicked it and tore his hammy, and that could have been it. Exactly right. But it's probably it's probably safer that better better for Lockie that he didn't kick it because uh yeah his hammy would be off the bone. So it's very very good decision by Jeremy to to not try. And, and Lockie would have won as well, so that's also a good call. Yes, which actually leads us to our next question. Uh, what is funnier, Geelong losing or Lockie losing Supercoach because Cameron wasn't paid the mark? It couldn't have gone better, could it? Really? I mean, <laughs> it couldn't have gone better. It was just a perfect outcome because, you know, the mark wasn't counted and Geelong lost. So if the mark was counted, Geelong won, bad result. Um, mark was taken, misses. I think Lockie probably would still won off that. Um, but could not could not have planned out any better, if you ask me. Definitely, definitely. And the next question, which is actually one we've talked about already, uh, what is more annoying, Steve and his constant chatter about Melbourne and Melbourne's VFL side, or Steve still claiming he puts bets against Melbourne? Oh, he's fully on the Melbourne bandwagon, I reckon. He's one of those guys who um, who just constantly says he bets against him, but I reckon he loads up for him and just doesn't tell anybody. He definitely would. He'd be that definitely that kind of guy. He's just sitting there with his, probably got his sports bet account and his Ladbrokes account, and he probably works it in, so... One's on a line, one's a line bet, and one's you know thirty plus, and all this got it all worked out. And one just makes money, and the other one he just tells everybody about. And you have like some stupid lines like Ed Langman for forty disposals or something, something like that. This is taking the P one double five, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, and the the last one from Keelan is if someone told Blizz to eat shit, would that be considered cannibalism? <laughs> I would say so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and easy question. Easy answer. Just straight, straight down the wire barrel. I like it. <laughs> and now we've got some from Grant. Uh, do you think it's an indictment on our draft league when I can have three players on my bench scoring over a hundred and still be confident I will take out the big fish? I, I, I think this is. I'm, I'm not too sure what Grant's actually boasting about here. Because if you if you have a look at his side, um, he, he was very lucky he was playing someone as bad as Lockett. But in what world? In what world would you be putting Alex Newbullen on the ground and putting Jamie Cripps on the bench? Why would you be benching Saad and playing Duray and Jake Cully? And why would you be playing Pitonet and benching Hickey? Like that's just stupidity, if you ask me. Well, I think the pit, the 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 Hickey one. I think he wasn't sure what his role was going to be with Sinclair in the side. But I think now Sinclair's out, so that's basically means Hickey's probably he's got the option of, of Pitonet or, or Hickey, and is basically playing the matchup, but. Yeah, like I said, Phillips, Saad, Cripps on the on the bench. It's like he's it's like he was just trying to make a point. He was like, yeah, he was trying to be arrogant and show that he's he's the best player in the comp. And as I said, he was very lucky he was playing off you because that would have been very embarrassing if he lost that. Definitely would have been very would would not have heard the end of it from Lockie. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> and we've also got another one which is which talks back to the uh, the um, one of Keelan's questions is Jeremy Cameron's non mark. What hurt Lockie more, losing to the Camel or Geelong getting karma? I mean, as I said before, I just think this whole weekend just played out perfectly, if you ask me. Um, Geelong losing, I mean, they're probably going to lose again tomorrow night, um, which will be fantastic. Um, Lockie will lose again, so I'm hoping we get to go through the whole process again. Um, 
But I mean, with that, I will say with those three guys on the bench, he's a mega fuck up like Grant, but that's also pretty embarrassing. Like, what took this to that? Oh, yeah. I'd be pretty embarrassing, obviously. Yeah, definitely. And now I've got a couple of questions from Matt. It's should Lockie take Keels' nickname of the Meerkat because he only pops up with bad advice about insurance once a week? Uh, yes. Yes, I would I would say yes. He, I think we're all just sick of Lockie talking, to be honest. So the less talking Lockie does, the better. Yep, definitely. And next one from Matt is, is the Tiger King getting nervous about his scores getting lower each week? Have the wheels come off? Good question. Um I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's nervous. I still think he's got a very good side. I think he's going to take a bit of beating, but I mean, he's definitely not scoring as high as he was at the start. Um, yeah, no, I still think he's sitting pretty comfortably out there, to be honest. Yeah, still uh, sitting top of the ladder with one hundred and ten percent. So you can't quite say that yet, but you never know. Stranger things have happened. Melbourne, Melbourne, six and zero. So definitely stranger things have happened. It's seven and zero, actually. Seven and zero. There you go. Next one is the motorbed odds every week are very juicy. Do you salivate every time a promo comes up? Uh, yes, I do. This is money for jam. You just you, you're losing money by not betting. Realistically, that's exactly right. All right, and now we got some from the man we've been talking about a lot. It's uh, it's Lockie with some questions. First one: Do you think Grant was happier when he went down on a lady boy and consumed his load, or when that stupid bald maggot called play on and prevented Cameron from taking a shot at goal, costing Geelong and Lachlan the win? Uh, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I'm just not going to think he's really funny. I think so. Yeah, I think he does. Um, I mean, I wasn't even familiar with the fact that Grant went down on a lady boy. That's 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 interesting. News to me too, um, so that's fine. I have some questions for me, old man. Yeah, might have a few questions as well. Um, but I just didn't think Lachlan needs to move on. Geelong are not good. He lost. Geelong lost. Get over it. Yeah. Is Grant wasting time getting a few unethical wins due to his team not having enough depth to compete in finals? Well, I mean, with the guys who go on the bench, I would say he doesn't have depth, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, you see, have three hundreds on the bench, so definitely not bad. I mean, I just, I just think Lockman can't go to the fact that he lost and three of the best players on the bench, and that's embarrassing. And he's just, I just think Lockman needs to stop talking and focus on actually getting into the eight because right now he doesn't look likely. His team's no good and. I keep relying on McCrae every week, if you ask me. Yeah, that's it. Well, we'll be relying on him heavily this week as the captain, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. And one more about Grant. If Grant asked to spend the day with you, what reasons would you give to decline the offer so that he fully understood you wanted nothing to do with him? (laughs) Uh, Grant asked to spend the day with you, what reasons would you give to decline the offer so he fully understand? I've never met Grant. He's a good bloke. Well, he's my dad, so I reckon he's all right. Is he your dad, is he? Yeah. No. There you go. How do you feel that Lachlan's talking so much shit about him? Oh, I just expect it. I feel like our dad probably takes it as a term of endearment that Lachlan's bagging him out so much because it means that it means so much to him. Yeah, I just, look, I just think Lachlan's embarrassing himself, to be honest. He, he got smashed by Grant with three of his plays on the bench and now he's making himself feel better. I mean, I wouldn't want to hang out with Lachlan, to be honest, so <laughs> let's just leave it with that. Leave it with that. Alrighty. And now, you made the mistake this week of letting Lachlan know you were going to be on the podcast, so we have a, a few questions from the man himself that are directed at you. Shocking. Uh, if Braid's giving away Tex Walker, who is currently averaging 107, past 100 five times in seven games, gone about 133 times, is currently the second best freely available and fit forward, is it the biggest fuck-up of 2021 so far? Uh, it's just ironic he's saying all this when now he's trying to ship him off. Um, I mean, 
the exact same thing happened to I got I got I got three good weeks of the Texan. Lachlan's now had two good weeks and some shit scores and I mean I, I think it worked out well. I, I picked him off the waivers for nothing. Lockie traded with me for him. So if you ask me, that's his fault, not mine. He made the fuck up. Yeah, that's a get that's smart by you, yeah. Getting some uh, some value out of the big man. Um and like I said, yeah, Lockie if he keeps playing on the way he's playing, Lockie's value's losing, but we'll have to wait and see. He can't wrap his head around the fact that I, I, I literally picked him up for nothing. So yeah. the fact that I traded him, I already benefited from this. Exactly right. Yeah, you're just trading a bloke on the on the bench or waiver player. So good boy, you. Do you think Braid should be embarrassed that he said his team was unstoppable and has since shut the bed and been a complete passenger? I think we touched on it earlier. To be honest, I've I've just been crucified with injuries. You got to you got to deal with that. Um, but as I said, cream rises to the top, and you're starting to see see my see me shine through. Reminds me a little bit of um, my game on the weekend, Richmond Bulldogs last week, actually. Just Richmond winning when they had to, and that's what I'm doing at the moment. And once all my players come back, it's, it's going to be over, I think, for everyone else in the, in the league. There you go. Strong, firm words. I like it very much. And two more from him. If you could choose between having a conversation with Braids or slamming your dick in a car door, how many times would you slam the car door? Oh. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Um, it's a bit of a difficult question because obviously you can't, yeah, talking to yourself is a bit more of an insane sort of thing. So I don't really know well, how expect you to ask. Would I rather say my dick in the door or talk to Lachlan? I would definitely be taking the door. Um, how many times? Oh, I'd say at least upwards of 30. <laughs> how, how long is a piece of string? Yeah, I, I, I would do it a long time rather than talk to Lachlan. There we go. There we go, Lachie. That's, uh, <laughs> what do you guys have in a catch up during the cricket season? <laughs> and last one if your uncle Jack helped you off a horse would you help your uncle Jack off a horse actually I have an uncle called Jack I don't really know well there you go <laughs> <sighs> I don't even know how to answer this question either it's a very it's an oldie but a goodie <laughs> um, I would help my uncle Jack off a horse yes very nice help, help your uncle Jack Jack off a horse yes I would <laughs> Beautiful. That's that's all the questions I have this week. Uh, any more final words before we sign off? I actually do have some final words. Um, something I did, did just want to touch on. This is actually with you, Jimmy. Um, you made a comparison last week on the podcast I didn't like. Um, you compared me to Alex in terms of my scores. Um, you said that me and Alex would, would be in a good contest at the moment with how low we're scoring. Um, I just want to say that wasn't very nice. Um, I proved you wrong and fuck off. Yeah, fair call. No, look, uh, I'll eat my words that way that week. I was, uh, yeah, Alex is a scoring show. He's not doing very well. And if you've got the win, so, yeah, you've done well. And if you've shown me, you proved me wrong. So, congratulations. <laughs> thanks, mate. No worries. Uh, yeah, so thanks, Alex, for being up. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, thanks, Braves, for being on the podcast. And, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, chat to you next time. Thanks for having me, Jimmy. Cheers, mate. Yes, thank you very much for that one, Braden. Really appreciate the time that you took to come on this podcast. And unfortunately, guys, we have no Martobet this week. The the Martobet app is actually currently down for maintenance, uh, but we have been told by the technicians it should be back uh, in the matter of days. So hopefully we'll have a new Martobet to bring you next week. As always, I'm your host, James Legazic, and this was the Collingwood Football Club List Manager Podcast. And I look forward to talking to you all next week.